Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Time and Talks podcast. Today, we are going to be pressing the reset button on Pitta Dosha imbalances. So I've been trickling in the theme of Ayurveda throughout the podcast this season, and I wanted to allow the information to be relevant to you during the season that you need to be focusing on it rather than just doing it back to back to back overwhelming you with so much information and then you forgetting it all so if you tune back into the fall there is a podcast episode on pressing the reset button on vata dosha imbalances in the springtime i did one on kapha dosha imbalances and now when i'm shooting this it is june it is warm it is hot in the northern hemisphere and we're entering into Pita dosha season which is the summer season the weather is starting to get hot and now we have to shift the foods our lifestyle our practices our meditation our yoga in order to balance our mind body and soul so it can work in the most optimal level and efficiency Our lives are constantly in fluid motion based on our environment and the seasons and where we live and our health changes regularly. And so a lot of times people ask me, do you do the same meditation practice every single day? And no, the answer is absolutely not because on any given day, our emotions and our energy is different. Any given season, there's different exercises and meditations that I feel more called to to help support the mind and body. So this is a fluid experience and I want us to recognize that this is not like stringent, like every single day for the rest of our life we have to do the same practice and eat the same foods and no, it doesn't work that way. We are ever evolving, ever growing, ever changing and we need to be able to tune into our body. It's like that mindfulness practice that teaches us to be aligned with the energy and to be able to understand what our mind, body, and soul needs to feel and work at its optimal level. So in order to regain balance, so to speak, in Ayurveda, there are different types of remedies, uh, lifestyle choices, meditation, yoga, foods that we can eat anytime we feel out of balance. And so just a quick little primer how you can kind of determine your dosha. Everyone has a prakriti, which is the three common dosha energies, vata, pitta, and kapha. We have a predominant kind of DNA type of little stamp for ourselves that's unique compared to anyone else's. So for some, pitas might be higher in their predominancy, or some have vata higher, some have kapha. All these energies are within us. However, they're constantly in movement. And vrkriti is that in this current place right here, right now, based on our lifestyle choices, how much we're eating and how much we are sleeping and how much we are exercising, one of these doshas can go out of flux and out of balance. And typically in the season that we're in, that dosha tends to go out of balance more often than not. That's not a hard and fast rule. It could certainly, um, you know, certainly in pitta season, you could have a vata imbalance. I'm not saying that. It's just that we have to be more mindful and aware that pitta tends to get more out of balance in those hot summer months. 
So what Ayurveda essentially teaches us is that if a dosha increases beyond its original and natural proportion, which is for us, it fosters an environment where disease and illnesses can flourish. So it all starts energetically first, and then it manifests into physical illness in the form. So it is common that whatever dosha we are will quickly get out of balance compared to the other ones. So for bitha right now, that's what we're talking about. Bitha doshas could have a more higher tendency to get imbalanced in bitha season. So a basic tenet of Ayurveda that we have to keep in mind that is like increases like. Therefore, if you have inherent qualities of pitha, which then the pitha season will increase the pitha in your mind, body, and spirit. So for example, uh, pitha is inherently hot. It's hot weather, hot foods, hot seasons, and times of day, and even hot emotions can increase pitha. And likewise, like human environments will also increase like the liquid quality that's also in pitha. Pitha is made up of fire and liquid. So liquid is like sweat, right? So our body is always sending us signs and talking to us. So for example, when you're trying to understand if you're having a pitha dosha imbalance, it's all about too much heat in the body. Your body talks to you through your emotions, through your physical illnesses and the ailments. And it's just basically trying to, there's too much heat. Your body temperature is cooking, overcooking what's inside of you. And we need to cool that body down. So think of these signs of acne, red inflamed skin, acute inflammation, acid reflex, heartburn. When you're having loose stools, that means that the if there's so much heat, it's overcooking your food and you're not absorbing the nutrients into your body. So it's getting flushed out in loose stools, um, being super uncomfortable in the heat and sweating a lot and then feeling really cranky. Frustration, anger, irritability, all signs of pitha dosha imbalance in the stress type, judgment, impatience, criticism, intolerance of others, excessive perfectionist tendencies is a pitha imbalance, as well as like red and inflamed light sensitive eyes, all signs that there's too much pitha, too much heat, too much overcooking that's happening inside your body. So to focus on decreasing pitha, Ayurveda gives us dietary, lifestyle, stress management strategies. And so here are the three big overarching things you want to be focusing on in the summertime if you're getting overheated, impatient, hot, flustered, you have a child. I have a child that is pitha dominant, which is Ayan, and I have a husband that's pitha dominant. So to be very mindful of always having cold water, not going out in the sun um, between the hours of 10 10 and 2 when the, the sun is the hottest, making sure like eating popsicles, um, making sure that if they do go out, they're covered, they're getting standing in the shade, putting cold towels on them, really keeping their body temperature down is going to be crucial. So the first strategy is cooling. The second is surrendering. Pithas have a sharp mind, overactive very, very determined, um, overachieving. So very controlling about certain things. So it's about surrendering and letting go, kind of getting out of your mind and in it to your heart. And the third is moderation. Bithas will burn themselves out physically and emotionally. They will work to the very, 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 very end. 
And we predominantly live in a Pitha dominant society, right? All this constant rushing and being on the fast pace to success and climbing the corporate ladder and only feeling worthy if you're achieving and what feeling successful based on uh, your connections and what you do and how far you've gone and how many levels that you've progressed. This has been a very prominent Bitha imbalanced society that we've been living in. And so this pandemic really, when it's asked us to slow down for those who are so Bitha driven, it was hard to be slow and to sit and to not be so driven to constantly do, do, do. So those are the three overlying concepts, cooling, surrendering, and moderation, everything in moderation, right? So let's talk about the foods, okay? So what are some pitha pacifying diets, some tastes that might increase and decrease pitha so that you know what foods you should stay away from and what foods you should indulge in? So along this, the main quality of pitha is you want to decrease pungent, sour, and salty tasting foods because this will increase that hot quality. So in a idea of what pungent would be is like chili peppers right very pungent and that will really imbalance pithas sour so try to stay away from any sour foods like sour mangoes it's much better to get ripe mangoes um pickles like anything salt uh sour and even salty you want to stay away from that also salty right is like french fries and things like that warm like hot foods that are fried that are salty no bueno for pita uh, some of the food characters that you want to to pull into your diet would be sweet bitter and astringent taste so this decreases pita and it's all about cooling so think of naturally sweet foods um, naturally sweet as far as like fruits are concerned bitter and astringent is usually coupled together and that's like usually um, herbs like mint and cilantro uh, leafy greens it has a lot of water in it right so that's cooling for um, pitas so cucumbers are great watermelon is great and these are no coincidence these are the fruits that are usually prevalent during the summertime think of like anything watery that will really like drinking cucumber mint water cool water generally the rule of thumb is you don't want to drink anything iced but cool water room temperature water but like say if you have a child that's like completely overheated they've been out in the sun and they're like getting really upset and frustrated i do give ayan ice cold water to cool him down um i will try he doesn't like splashing cold water on his face so if your child likes that um, and they allow you to that's even great but i will give him ice cold water after being really out like he's sweating he's hot he's turning red um i can see that he's getting frustrated and impatient uh, short-tempered I do give cold, ice cold water because his body can handle it so what are some of the different types of foods that we should enjoy and what we should avoid so like I mentioned cooling foods include uh, fresh and raw vegetables because Pithas typically have a strong digestive system, so they can handle raw food, but not all. Like I'm vata dominant. I need to keep my raw foods to a minimum. So be mindful. Like, yeah, like balance it out with cooked foods, but also you can include some raw foods. Beans are great. Um, some other cooling herbs, like I mentioned, coriander, fennel. Fennel is like, if you put that in water, that's like very Ayurvedic. Cardamom also. So I put cardamom in pancakes. The other thing is um, trying to eat in a peaceful environment, not like rushing while you're eating. 
and some of the foods that we should try to avoid like I said hot foods chili cayenne peppers jalapenos uh, highly processed foods so like anything that comes out of a box try to stay away from it caffeine nicotine stimulants no bueno and this is actually what beat those people who are like craving 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 coffee so much that's what they want uh, fried foods um, alcohols typically not the best for pitas. Um, the occasional beer or white wine because that is cold, right? Consume cold. Red wine, not the best, especially not in the summer seasons. So what are some lifestyle shifts that we can make during the summertime when pita is in season? Like I mentioned, like the theme, overarching theme of surrendering. A lot of times, pitas just want to be in control. So we have to just like go with the flow. Uh, yes, we want to accomplish a lot, but like be very mindful of our surroundings and the temperature and trying to keep a regular daily routine, eating, sleeping, working, making sure we're not staying up too late. Pitas are notorious that they want to stay up late after 10 and then they get the second wind and then they don't go to sleep um, you know, on time and then they wake up and they're like, you know, it's a constant like cycle for them that can lead to burnout. So just being mindful to infuse playtime and relaxing and, um, along with work. I think also like moderate exercise routine. So moderate is another buzzword. So they're like the orange theory type of people, right? Like pitas, like running and like getting their heart rate up because it makes them feel alive, right? The blood is pumping, but we have to be very mindful. Like anger is related to our liver and, you know, getting our breath like in a space of like where it's like short breaths in because we're running it creates a stress response and we need to maintain and tap into the parasympathetic nervous system so that means long slow breaths so any activity that allows you to take deep breaths in deep breaths out rather than those short staggered breaths that usually happens when we're running or doing an intense form of workout so for the summertime specifically like doing a moderate yoga. So yeah, like you're doing not like just like a loosey goosey flow. You can do it where you're holding planks and things like that. However, like balance it with some twists and some cat cows and some slow, like, you know, mountain pose and cobra pose, because these are all going to like help them slow down and kind of go with the flow. Swimming is great biking, but just avoid exercising during the hot time of the day trying as best to keep, you know, the mind, body, very cool. And surroundings are really important to Pitha. So sweet, soothing music, smells, like when you're putting on essential oils, jasmines are really great. Uh, I wouldn't do anything clovey, like, you know, thieves, for example, is really kind of like a warm smell. Do something like lemon or orange, um, lavender, something really soft and like promotes... Uh, lightness and it promotes just like a gentle gentleness in our body and our mind so Ayurveda most commonly is focused on it's like it's a form of medicine but not medicine in the traditional sense Ayurveda looks at yes food as medicine lifestyle as medicine anything can be seen as medicine it's not just what you ingest or you take in and also the foods that we eat there's like for example like garlic garlic has medicinal properties but it shouldn't be taken all the time it's like saying that like you know there's advil and there's um i don't even take medicine so i don't know like modium, i guess like you wouldn't take a modium for a headache i guess right modium's like 
bloating and related. I haven't taken any of these things. I have taken Advil, but I haven't taken Imodium. But like, I'm assuming that, you know, like one's for like your belly and one's for your head. So garlic is kind of the same thing. There's specific reasons. So that's why Ayurveda focuses so much on understanding how these different properties uh, help balance and uh, rejuvenate us from the inside out. So for anyone who's Bitho or during the summer months, um, if you're mentally in anguish and you're feeling that burnout or you're feeling short temper, or you're frustrated or impatient and right now with, with the world, what's kind of happening um, with these movements and this rage of like this whole like Black Lives Matters movement, but just in general of this white supremacy like uh, ideology, you know, there's a lot of anger and rage and burning that's happening. And so what we need to focus on is cool and comfortable um places that will cool down the mind that can be used as medicine so if it's if your mind is hot and you're feeling um really really overwhelmed that's the way that you want to look at ayurveda as a totality there's herbs and foods and drinks and environments and colors and smells and lifestyles that all form as medicine right everything is around it's not just the this pill that we ingest so qualities opposite to pitha are dry and soft and cool and heavy and sweet smelling and contained. So being indoors, sitting on a soft sofa with a cool, um, you know, when you're sleeping like a with a cool linen blanket, um, aromatherapy, right? These are all really, really um, great aspects of what you want to build in balancing pita and not just the foods that you eat. So now let's switch focus a little bit and what are some yoga balancing practices and some meditations for pithas. So what you want to maintain for pithas is not doing so many um, like push-ups and not doing so much that you're bringing energy up into your heart space and your arms area. So like when you're doing, um, for example, like cat and cow and cobra and forward bend, making sure that you're twisting from your stomach, you could do um, some moon salutations. This creates coolness. As far as um, pranayama, doing left nostril breathing, breathing, brings coolness sitali pranayama these are some of the pranayamas i have in the meditation for kids book because i want to teach children this is what you do so in the chapter for um the anger and the emotions of anger and you know focusing on your heart space these are the tools that are in there so that's very very important um and then a moderate flow of yoga right you don't have to do it like it's not like a hot yoga. Oh my gosh, please don't go to a hot yoga in summer class as a pitha. You will like be all kinds of out of balance. But you want to make sure it's just like a, it's like a f- nice flow. Um, so for as far as meditations for pitha, right, your mind is really active. And so it requires pithas to focus on their breathing. And some breaths that are really powerful is making sure that the sitali, like I said, breathing in through your mouth, exhaling through your nose, that's inside the book, which is demonstrated, but also just remembering to exhale longer. So you're activating the parasympathetic nervous system. When you're getting imbalanced and impatient and frustrated, it just means that you're breathing from your heart space and it's a shallow breath. So we just got to remember to breathe in deeply, slowly in and out. That's really important. Also, 
especially in kundalini when you're doing an anger uh, meditation or yoga kriya it's a lot of movement rigorous movement to move the energy of anger out so look up this uh, exercise called fists of anger f-i-s-t-s i'll put a link in the show notes on my website but that meditation helps move out the root of anger within us also in the book um the kundalini twist the anger washing machine is a kundalini exercise to move anger out of our body which is really really important so when pitas are feeling you know constantly active really overthinking and they have to settle down rather than just focusing on slowing down the mind one great exercise is giving them something tangible to see and focus on and so candle meditations like lighting a candle and focusing on the the candle flickering from side to side is a great meditation so you can start calming and focusing in the mind and not just close your eyes and try to be like because Pita minds will just like find more things to add to their to-do list because their mind is constantly active and thinking and five steps ahead. So this will help them to relax in by using their senses. Another great way is returning back to your heart space. So loving kindness meditations, placing their hands on their heart is really important because you have to get out of your mind and go back into your heart using affirmations. Um, you know, I am safe. I'm protected from harm. I'm relaxed. I'm calm. Um, I send love and light to all, you know, any affirmation that will connect you back to your heart space, your spirit, your soul is really important for Pitas. So there you have it, guys. These are some great tips that in the summer seasons that you can implement to start rebuilding a more balanced, natural lifestyle, but focused on cooling and calming and surrendering and living a life of moderation during these seasons when the summer energy and summer spirit and summer season is running high. If you have any questions whatsoever on this, definitely email me at Thajal at Thajal V. Patel. And if you're loving these podcasts, please share them. Please write a short review on Apple Podcasts because that truly helps other parents find these tools and these practices and I would be so eternally grateful and if you choose to leave a review please screenshot it before you send it email me at thajal at thajalvpatel.com and I will send you free enrollment into my seven day stress detox course which gives you really great resets for all the different stress types that we experience anxiety impatience anger frustration um, sadness what are some great yogic resets that we can use in our life. Thank you so much guys for tuning in. Bye.